millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Bleeding on the Page. The story we're about to listen to is Oh What a Lovely Dog, written and performed by Emma Hope O'Hara with additional sound design and sound mixing by Ollie McCauley. sat on a train stinking of shit questioning the exact choices that have led you to this clammy seat that still holds the warm moisture of the previous sitter? You sit there trying to look anywhere, anywhere other than, literally anywhere other than that guy's fucking mole. Pressing against the collar of his flimsy three for a tenner Georgia Asda ketchup stained shirt. Basically, just stare anywhere else. Look at the floor, straining your eyes to overlook a plethora of other obstacles. What if she thinks I'm staring at her shoes? There's nothing wrong with them, but what if she thinks I think that there is? Christ. Just don't look at them. Don't look at them. Do not, don't, do not even think about looking at, don't look, oh, it's fucking mole. Oh God, it's rubbing every time he breathes. It's one of those hanging moles. In fact, he has several. They're all kind of lined up along the neckline of his shirt. I shouldn't look. I'll just stare at my, uh, my own hands, tracing the faint lines of my palm until I reach the tips of my fingers. You know that saying about knowing a place as well as the back of your hand? Well, that is this train for me. I know this journey. From these dusty seats spews the same shit talk from the dusty mouths that fill them. Stale fart and ashtray. Classic commuter breath. I've stared at the same anti-hair loss poster for at least a third of all my journeys over the past three months. The only difference? Mole guy is sitting under it this evening. Got to stop looking at, got to stop thinking about, fucking talking about his sodding mole. Someone should write a self-help book, a survival guide for people like me. What not to do on trains or where not to look on your daily commute. Or maybe just how to block out the voices. <laughs> oh, what a thought, eh? No voices. Just me, all alone in my empty shell, but like really alone. No little voice offering commentary on my every move. No narrator to make sense of my tragic little life. Just nothingness. Quiet. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. <laughs> Whoever came up with that phrase, well, I'd like to give them a piece of my mind, I tell you. All right, three stops and I'm off. Stare at those shoes some more. Oh, God, she's leaving. Why? She... Now it's just me and the mole. Moles. Plural. We have so many fucking moles. There are hairs in the largest one, the one that protrudes more than all the others. I think his collar is gently boring a hole in the joint between neck flesh and malignant ooze. It is, it really is. His own clothes are betraying him on such a level that they're actually causing him harm, while emphasising the fact that he's got three, four, yep, 
four fucking moles on his neck in a fucking cluster. I swear to God, if I don't get off this train soon, I'm going to open my mouth and scream. But just as I go to scream, the train will stop suddenly. I'll lose my footing, tumbling towards the row of strategically positioned moles on this guy's neck. My open mouth will suction cup around them, and the intense horror will cause me to bite down, severing them from his pasted little neck in a clean swoosh. Bits of his moles trapped in the tiny gaps between my teeth. <laughs> now, I realise this does sound a, a little deranged, but truthfully, his moles are all that's keeping me here. Not like here, here, like I'm only here for his moles, but I mean like writing this, thinking these words down onto the page. If I didn't have his moles to look at, I would probably be staring elsewhere. Probably back at my useless fucking hand. Don't stare at your useless fucking hand. That's exactly what the book will say. Stop thinking about mole guys' moles and stop looking at your useless fucking hand. But, like, if that's all there is to look at, then um, how on earth does anyone make it through their daily commute? I've seen people that close their eyes and pretend to sleep. I see those people with their flickering eyelids desperately anticipating their stop approaching. Boring. I'd rather stare. Oh, what a lovely dog. A spaniel. Something friendly. Look at his little tail wagging furiously at his vacant owner. I want to be stroked, hello. Excuse me, Mrs. Lady, will you pet me? What a silly question, you lovely ball of fluff. Of course I'll pet you. A little belly rub too, I murmur as my tickly fingers stretch to his velvet underneath. Well, if you're offering. His eager eyes glimmer in the pale strobe of the train, a sharp yank on the lead attached to his harness, and just like that, he's gone. Hara in the studio. How are you doing? Yeah, Emma? I'm good, Ben. How are you guys? Very good. Yeah. Now, you might recognise Emma from uh, um, Bigger Than Fish. <laughs> Bigger Than Fish, oh. where she played Chimp Flam. Chimp Flam. Oh. That's My our debut. first. <laughs> the Chimp Flam voice. Yeah, because em- no, Emma's cool because she's an OG. She's an original. Yeah. From the original days, back yeah. back when this was bi-weekly, not weekly. Back when we were young, fresh-faced, juvenile, we were, innocent. We didn't even Before know what a podcast was. Back when I was a virgin. <laughs> yeah. Before you were an alcoholic. Before I was an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. things have changed. Yeah. Not much has uh, changed, but the things have changed. The things that have changed have changed mm. deeply. That was really great. That was really Thanks, good. Yeah. Guys. I really like that. You. Especially like the bit when um, you're talking about being worried about falling and biting the moles. Oh that yeah. Was a, that was that was amazing. Based There's on a true really story, I hasten to add. Have done. I haven't done that. That's a lie. <laughs> that was a big lie. But you did really see stare at a man covered in moles. Oh right? yeah. Like yeah. that guy is based off of someone that exists that is real that wasn't on a train it was my old uh, history teacher oh okay oh. so this was like an everyday thought when you were in history no, class no there's a funny story so I was with my mum and one of her many boyfriends she's going to hate that I've said that like, <laughs> <laughs> she's not let's edit that you just under the bus <laughs> <laughs> My mum is a decent woman. She's a great woman. She's a terrible She's just mother. A whore. <laughs> <laughs> it's because she has 20 men. 
So what? She calls them her disciples. (laughs) They bring her offerings like cold ham cuts and watermelon. We look forward to the ham on a Wednesday. (laughs) So was your mum seeing the history teacher? No, hell no. (laughs) So what's the story? No, she was seeing a different guy. That came after. Um, (laughs) She's really going to hate that. I need to not say that anymore. Your mum's a lovely woman. I have met her. I can vouch that she's a really sound lady. So. I'm glad you. Well, she, she, stop she, it! Stop it! You're digging your yourself. Tell the story, Emma. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. So it was a parents' evening. I think I was in like year nine or something because I didn't take history. So I must have been year nine. And my history teacher, Mr. Cartledge, gonna name drop. He had like three big hanging moles, yeah. but they were like right on his neck where his collar was. His collar was too tight, and he Ooh. had like he had done up the top button, and he really had like a muffin top for his neck. <laughs> <laughs> a neck muffin top that's what he had um, there's moles poking out they were like rubbing on his collar oh. and my my mum was talking to her fella and he was like did you see that guy's moles and I was like <laughs> sitting there like oh god I'm going to get in so much trouble man <laughs> I'm going to get detention man um, but his like his moles had rubbed so much that they were bleeding onto his collar oh my god wow yeah. that's way that's so grotesque in such an interesting way <laughs> yeah, <laughs> graphic yeah, yeah. coming over being so Gross. disgusting <laughs> interesting it's what I do because I what I I also really like about this text is it this even though it's, you never really delve into her you know it's so immediate the characters processing everything around her so mm. immediately but yet it, i still feel like there's so much like personality and character to it as well yeah. um i think that's also like how you perform it but how do you see her this like character like how do you actually envisage her can i guess yeah go on does she have like ocd like, <laughs> like that because she's like it's like kind of almost like she's trying to get away from her own thoughts oh well it's me yeah well, it's, do you have yeah, ocd probably <laughs> <laughs> Are I you know, insane? Do, I do have a very neat row of pencils in front of you yeah. yeah i did move one you did shout at me yeah. and smack you in the face well i yeah. thought about using the same pencil to stab him but then i thought no because we must reassemble the pencils. <laughs> That's all I do you thinking. do you prefer to write, write sort of from yourself um, sincerely, like, or do you, you know, do you have a preference what? any which way? That's a great question. Um, I feel like I'm being interviewed. Yeah. In a in a way. In a way. Yeah. I am. Yeah. In a way, that is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly that's kind of the idea. Pretty much what this is. Um, <laughs> you figured us out. Damn it. I see straight through. Well, it's part so of a large collection, isn't it? And we are going to be is. hearing more of these po- poems. Yes. We're going to be hearing hopefully two more if we have time. Yeah. So yes. every everything that's kind of in these poems in this collection called Oh What a Lovely Dog. That is the name of the first one. Um, and the last one that I'll share with you is the first poem that I ever wrote. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I write. My brain is really weird. <laughs> and often I'm impacted by lots of external things that kind of go on around me. But then also like the voice in my head, and I say voice, not voices, because it's just me. It's just me alone. Yep. There's a few sides to me. Sometimes but, um, I imagine Dwayne The Rock Johnson speaking to me in my head. but that's just me. <laughs> Mine's like Joanna Lumley. Johnson's in your head sometimes speaking to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, well, he is. He yeah, says things to I you in my that. head. Shut up, Dwayne. This <laughs> <laughs> is not your podcast, Dwayne. You can't Get come out. in. Get I don't out. care what you thought of the Vince Gilligan movie. Can we give him a mic? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <No>. So <laughs> no, he's tiny because he's in my head. I went for oh, more of a gruff man. Yeah, no, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so terrible. The, po- yeah. the poems seem quite new because I remember mm. when we did uh, Bigger Than Fish. You hadn't written these yet, right? No, yeah, that's true. When did we do Bigger Than Fish? It was in Start of April. The year. I was probably April, writing March. them at that time. 
Yeah. yeah, I think I was writing them around March, February, March time. Um, yeah, but like the, every single one kind of like touches on a different point, mm. like a timestamp kind of in my life in the last five-ish years. Mm. Um, so yeah, the first one that I wrote was like things that I'd experienced on that day. Um, I won't give too much away. Okay. Okay. So you're going to yeah. hear we'll it, do aren't you? <laughs> yeah, but that was lovely. So yeah. thank you so thank much you for sharing much. that with we us. We have got an exciting podcast. We are very excited to go through. <laughs> you're this. not sounding very excited. We Come are. on, give it a bit more pizzazz. We have got a really great podcast <laughs> coming up. <laughs> no, so Okay, we've got a great podcast coming up, thank guys. This we've is got, like. Sorry, I'm a bit a bit tired, a bit morose. Excuses. Uh, we've got, yeah, we've got the Vince Gilligan trilogy coming up. So yesterday we were speaking about, we read the synopsises of the Vince Gilligan good movies just yesterday uh well last podcast yeah. episode uh which you know i i the days are only relevant when i'm doing the podcasts i don't count any other days so that's yeah. how it should be yeah quite rightly um so. and we watched them and yeah. now they were weird yeah. <laughs> so we've got opinions on them what else do we have on the agenda we Sam? we've got some haikus to read people have been sending in haikus mm, yes we've got yeah. a very uh We've got a guest coming in next week. He's yes. a dinosaur expert. We got a dinosaur expert. <laughs> so, so next week, so we're thinking on. we're going to watch. Um, I tweeted out what's the best uh, Land Before Time film, and one person resp- replied sincerely, and that was the first one. Shout Obviously, out. I mean, why did I even really need to ask? Yeah. So we're going to watch some dinosaur movies next week. Uh, yeah. And it's going to be about dinosaurs. To our dinosaur expert, but let's let's take cute. a look at these haikus because you haven't read these yet. Max. No, these will be. My, yeah, are you going to read them to me? All right. Uh, no, you, why don't you read it? Well, if you've read them, though, I might not be good at reading. I think right. you should just read them okay. to me and I'll kind of okay. like respond. So this is from Harry. Thanks, Harry. Hello, Harry, Harry says, Dear Mr. and Mr. Nitpicks, <laughs> I've been a huge fan of you guys since the Chris Chibnall hack fraud video and watched your whole backlog of videos. I've also been an avid listener of your podcast since it started, and I've actually started to write a pilot for a sitcom I've had an idea for a couple of years after listening to Bleeding on the Page. My haiku has been made in relation to the difficulty of writing it, though. Ah, cool. That's, that's really sweet. Thank you so much, Harry. Here's the haiku. Writing scripts is hard. Seven pages in two days. Please give me some tips. <laughs> said, I would love the t-shirt because as a poor student, I could do with some free clothes. Keep up the good work. Lots of love. So what you said, seven pages in two days? Yeah. What are you want about, mate? That's good. It says seven pages in two days. Yeah, that is good. That is good, what mate. What are you about? on about? If you've got seven pages that me and Sam, like, we can have days where we write, like, two One pages. <laughs> zero pages. Like, yeah. yeah, two pages and you shred both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will, of course, be giving a T-shirt to the best haiku next podcast episode. So uh, if you want a chance to win a Genie and the Boy T-shirt, send us in some haikus mm. to inquiries mm. at nitpicks.co.uk. All right, let's. Do, should we have another one? Yeah, let's have. Let's have. Uh, let's have. Like, can some, we have three? Yeah. Sweet. We'll so three. some tips for Harry is. Uh, Seven pages in two days is good. I yeah, uh, yeah. Just like the best thing I can do, the best, it. the best bit of advice, the most useful thing that me and Sam do is like definitely finish it before you start showing it to people. And um, but once that's done, like perform it to people, get your friends around, perform it to them, see what they think of it. I think if you can create a, a sort of network of feedback and a sort of looping in on that, I think that's really one of the best things for us. I think I find that really helpful. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just finish it, man. But just fucking <laughs> yeah. First thing, finish it. it. Done. Once, it, once it's it done. done, it's done, and you can change it after that but like you get a draft out get um, one draft yeah, done but seven pages in two if days if you haven't mad. got an ending for it yet and that's why it's so difficult you've got to figure that out 
that's you can't yeah. write blind no you got to know where, where where your end point is yeah. everything else you can let come about yeah. to a certain extent but the ending should definitely always be thought, thought through yeah no <laughs> no no just end it all mate uh, yeah as a person who writes this no <laughs> <laughs> this is called ashlyn p moon this is from Ashlyn P. Moon. Uh, hey guys, I'm a huge fan of nitpicks. Um, he says uh, he says that he's seen the story on YouTube and now he's going to be a big fan of the podcast too. And he agrees about El Camino being lackluster. So he says he thought this was a sick idea for a contest and he's he got some creative juices flowing. Nice. Uh, that haven't been touched since high school. Aw, touch your creative juices says, more, man. I haven't been touched since high school either. <laughs> <laughs> Best lay of your life, says, though. Since I'm feeling... That history teacher with the moles. Don't you kill me all. Since I'm feeling in a spooky mood with Halloween coming up, I decided to theme my haiku around the Puritan era witchcraft. I hope it translates. Who knows? This was something new for me. I'm not much of a writer. Anyway, I hope you like it. Wishing you the best, Ash. So here's the haiku. Unable to write, she stares. The unknown stares back. X will be her name. Ooh. Mm. You know, that's got good vibe. I know, I like that's it. A, X will be her name. Nietzschean, yeah. I found, you know, because yeah. it's that it's got all that aspect of staring into the abyss. As a tonal piece, quite like it. It's you know, hard to make something sound spoopy in such few <laughs> lines, but he I definitely know. got X it. Got, will be her name is X really will good. be her name it is sounds like a great name for a band or an album. You, he should, X will this, be her this, name. Uh, this guy should name, bro. We're gonna rock your stars. <laughs> this guy should write more. He, he's definitely tapping into something. Get those creative juices yeah. out some more, bro. Come on, man. Come I on. Like how you've got like a bit of a theme going on with the two that you've read yeah. now like no not one being able to write. <laughs> <laughs> we've written some haikus but neither of about us, can us write. not well, being it's able to bleeding write. on the page it so is, like yeah. everyone has difficulty writing listening to this like. yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> um okay so number one from uh tom alexander prido who has emailed us before uh he said oh, hey boys out. this is my entry for the genie and the boy t-shirt competition It'd be super duper cool if I won this because I think the shirt design is truly amazing and would look absolutely radical with some op shop pants I scored the other day. Anyway, here's my haiku. <laughs> I fucking hate shrubs. Um, not much else to say here. I just don't like shrubs. <laughs> 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 nice one. That's I'm good, man. That is really good. I like that a lot. I yeah. fucking hate shrubs. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, this is. I really like this one as well. The, this is the last one. Oh, okay, um, super. So this is from Jacob Rose or Rosey, because there's a space between the row and C. So I think it's Rose though. He said, "I try to incorporate a limerick into a haiku. I hope that for the sake of comedy itself." This is not the winner. <laughs> <laughs> that preamble is, that is great. That's great. <laughs> no, winner. There it is. There was an old man from Iran who used to sit out side and tan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's, so That's a very good entry. Really good. Tough competition. You know, the yeah, competition ends nice. next week, so you still have a load of time to send in more haikus. We'll read them next week as well. So keep the haikus coming. I'm loving these. The vibes are great. Yeah. You guys have smashed them. So much personality, so much character. It's so clear that the Bleeding on the Page fans are the best fans. You in can the just whole tell. world. You the best tell. podcast fans ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but those were really great. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, if you haven't given this show five stars on Apple. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, uh, probably don't like it very much. Let's let's, <laughs> let's have another poem from Emma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you game. 
Whenever you're ready, darling. <clears throat> 45, 46, 47, 48. Wait for it. 49, and 50. 50 times the halls echo bone on breeze block. The cool silence between the smashes brings a claw-like chill up and over my skull. I can feel the fibres of my flesh separating as the air between the hair follicles is trapped. Ear pressed to the damp wall, completely still. There's nothing. Not a single sound. I think he's dead, or maybe just exhausted. I can imagine smashing your brittle skull against a concrete wall might take it out of you a bit. I peel my face from the slippery surface, only to have my eye drawn towards the mat that I kneel on, sticking to my bare skin, knees embedded on the plastic covering. It looks so cold today. It's June, so it really shouldn't be, but it looks like there would be a chill in the air. Maybe it's just the greyish tinge to the frosted glass above me, but it does feel a little bleak. Two paracetamol she offered me, a small plastic cup filled with a gulp full of lukewarm water, both of which I refused. Regretting not taking those pills. I need something to detract from the heavy stench of complete dread that permeates through these paper-thin walls. Have you ever thought of harming yourself, she said. Have you ever thought about harming yourself or others for that matter? No, of course not, good. That was a lie, wasn't it, you fucking idiot? All you can think about is how to do it, how you could do it with what little they've left you. Bare feet. So that's the old shoelace around the neck jobby out. No sheets. Not even a humble bit of blanket to tie up to the grate that cascades strips of light onto me from above. And they've gone to the trouble of leaving us with a box of tissues, all singular so as not to attempt the old wrap the loo roll as tightly as you can around your throat jobby. Are these actual jobbies? Would anyone actually attempt them? I want to know if any of them were attempted, and if so, did any of them actually work? Imagine killing yourself with a length of fucking bog roll. Pitiful. That is the exact word I want plastered all over my headstone. They were a pitiful excuse for a human being. They spent their last days confound to a cell, echoes of the 50th skull smash, crescendoing through rushed thoughts of themselves dying in a slightly more dignified way. <laughs> Perhaps with a length of basic yet sophisticated brown rope. Even that's more dignified than 30 squares of loo rolls strung together in a noose. That's how I want to go. In a dignified way. Nothing too extreme, not messy. Wouldn't want to cause a fuss. But then again, fuck it. Why wouldn't I want to cause a fuss? I mean, if that's how I do go, of course I want to go out with a bang. Bullet to the brain. Claret chunks plastered all over the back wall of the disabled loo in Asda. Something slightly, disgustingly inconvenient. I reckon that bloke next door is dead, you know. I haven't had a peep out of him in God knows how long. I can feel that chill creeping in again. Even my own skin knows that something's not right. Maybe I should call for help or something. But then they'd know that I'd listened to all 50 fucking smashes and not done anything about it. Maybe I want the fucker dead. If he's dead, that'll cause a bit of chaos and I can run about like a headless chicken with the rest of them. Better still, I could let out all of this weird suicide talk in one nice, long, maybe a bit too long, scream. Which would be efficiently masked by the intense raucous from the other room. I think I'm losing my mind in here. Let's try and think of normal things for a second. 
normal, like uh, shopping lists. Egg, milk, butter, bread, cooking oil, cheese, flour, mushrooms, courgettes, pasta, fucking loo roll, fucking loo roll around my fucking throat, constricting my airway, turning me a mottled purpley blue, fabric softener, soda water, toothpaste, you know, normal stuff. <laughs> well, damn, man. <clears throat> I love I love this collection of of pieces of writing. It really um it really takes me to like talking head vibes. Alan Bennett mm. talking head vibes in a really strong way. Yeah. Um but like but it's got your lingo, it's got your language uh, all all into it. I love uh, the describing of like suicide as a jobby. There's something so like <laughs> like great it can about be that. Done. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it though, guys. Um, yeah. yeah, and I also I also really like that. You know, you don't you don't need uh, to you you do no exposition. You let the environment kind of reveal itself as, with the characters' thoughts. Mm. You don't need to lay out where we are or what's going on straight away. It's like it's this yeah. process. Where, you know, you're inviting you the listener to like kind of work to figure out what the context of it is as well, and I think that makes it really fun to engage with. I think they match. Yeah, I mean, do, do you want to talk a bit about uh, the the you know the context to Jesus. the piece, or would you rather? Would you yeah, rather we can talk about people... it. Everyone's about to get to really know me. Um, <laughs> so I went through a bit of a troubled time as a child. Um, so this is I was around 21. Um, me and my lovely mother were going through a bit of a spat and um, I was arrested and put into a jail cell for 24 hours. Actually, it wasn't even 24 hours, it was like 12 hours, but on honestly, the longest 12 hours of my life. And while I was there, um, we went through all of the process to kind of like get me into the cell. They took my shoes because I had laces and... You know, it was that moment that I was kind of like, oh, why are they taking my shoes? <laughs> I don't want my bare feet on this floor. <laughs> they took my shoes and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, shit, like, that's why, you know, like, because people obviously do, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. do drastic things uh, while they're in those situations. And I personally see myself as quite a sane person, but, I, like, my brain was, like, working on a different level. Yeah, like, yeah. everything that I was looking around and seeing, I was like, could I how could I use this to kind of, you know, stop this situation? How could I, you know, mm. not that I'd want to do it, but yeah. that's what your brain does. When yeah, it's you're in, in those... that moment of tension as well. So it's yeah, exactly. like, it's, it will take you to those places mm. when you're in your darkest points, mm -hmm. even if that's not what you're inclined to be like at all. Yeah, and I think like, as a person who uses their brain to make stuff for money, um, <laughs> that's everyone. <laughs> that's that's literally every fucker. That's an artist I've ever heard. I, I like use my brain to... <laughs> I use my brain for money. <laughs> it was, yeah, Whereas it was, I use my hands and great. lips. But you could, cap <laughs> you could capture that sense of, you know, um, hopelessness, um, mm. but also make it funny. Yeah. I think I was going to say in both texts. The te the other text is a bit more humorous, but both times you you go between you know kind of humorous analysis and kind of you know reviewing your circumstance mm. in, a, in a really humorous way, and then suddenly it can kind of cut through with these really serious, sincere human moments as well. Yeah, so it's a, it's really good, and I like that you've got this blitz speed of it as well. It's like very fast. You know, it really does seem to track that sort of thought yeah. process. That I think that's like what happens when I write this kind of stuff is I let it like kind of verbal diarrhea itself onto yeah. the screen yeah, or the yeah. page you know so 
um, <laughs> Diarrhea on the Page. Yes. That's what we're going to rename this. <laughs> <the new, laughs> that's your podcast. Spearing on the Page. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Welcome yeah, to Diarrhea on the Page. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great, you know, that form stream of consciousness because... Um, it's a as a character, it's really strong, um, and I get the sense that it's the same character that we've heard in that first poem. Mm. And we are going to come to one last one, which uh, yeah. you know, hopefully, should make your own little trilogy in a yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. The Emma trilogy. The Emma trilogy. The Emma monologues. Let's completely uh, lower the tone and talk about Vince Gilligan. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I'm so excited for this. So yeah. we set out. Um, we read out the synopsis of those three Vince Gilligan movies, Wilder Fires, Home Fries, and Hancock, and we were amazed <laughs> that Emma watched all of them. Yeah, Emma watched all of them. I wasted like two afternoons. <laughs> <laughs> Watching these like really weird ass Vince Gilligan like written nights yeah. movies. I was so mad at myself because I didn't not like any of them. <laughs> Exactly. Like, mm, these are good. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's got um, me so fooled. Overall view so, of the three of these movies. Here's the thing: is like before that, because we've sort of identified it as the uh, an unofficial trilogy, like the Gilligan trilogy. But I have an alternate name for it. I don't think oh, it should yeah. be called the Vince Gilligan trilogy. Right. I think it should be called uh, the Brothers and Adultery trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. No, because let's, let, the first one, Wilder Fires, is about two brothers. <laughs> uh, one, of them, one of them is a clown, <laughs> and one of them is a fireman. And both sort of them of. have the power of pyrokinesis, pyrokinesis. controlling yeah. fire with your mind. The fireman has a wife. Yeah, and lucky. She's a bit of a pyro she's enthusiast. She gets turned on by and she's been with his brother before marrying. Yes. she's been with the clown yeah. before she married the fireman. Every mm -hmm. so every time with the, Vin, uh, the with this Vince Gilligan film and the other one, all of them, it's like it starts off and it kind of lays out what seems like the foundations of a superhero type action movie. Yeah, uh, which is kind of like masculine and, and and a bit kind of twisted as well, like a dark, slightly twisted twisted kind of action or crime movie of some kind and then there's always a cutoff point where that all of that gets thrown out of the window it, it just becomes a, becomes a kitchen sink yeah. love yeah. story yeah. i was thinking the same thing but in a you know different why um <laughs> the opening scene to uh walter Dupont is like so cool <laughs> i was like oh shit this is gonna be about a circus it's yeah. gonna be awesome and then like snap back into that little like shack in the yeah. middle of nothing i was like oh and it looks great, you know. It the does. sets are great, and the costumes are really sick. And I quite like the acting in it, you know. Yeah, as well. no, yeah. It's what, the wife gets a monologue in it, do you, where she's. I think she was nominated for like three or four Oscars, like during her career. So wow. she's a she's a, a good actor. actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she has she does get a monologue in it as well, where she talks about um, I can't remember what it was. I think yeah, it was a story of how she got into house arrest because she's in house yes. arrest. Oh yeah. And she does this monologue about how that happened. And it was really strong monologue. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow, Vince Gilligan's like coming out with a monologue. But I don't even mind. He was young as well yeah. when he wrote this film. Yeah, he was like imagine. 20. So that's what 26. it is. Is that when oh, you really? watch that and, and you and you think of this as a film that he sold and it's like sort of the beginning of his career, it's actually quite a, a weird and ambitious mm. thing to kind of uh, define your career by. Yeah. Um, but it is weird. <laughs> it's it really odd. Point when 
when the she gets out of ho- a house arrest mm. and the the clown brother picks her up and like takes also, her. Also, the two brothers in this house are very hostile to yeah, each other. Yeah, they don't like yeah, each other. Yeah, they've not, well, they're estranged, they, aren't they? Yeah, they've that's right. Each other for a long time. And when they see each other, the first time they see each other, they have a little fireball yeah. fight <laughs> yeah. sequence yeah. and chucking fire at each other. And, and the fireman's like things. a changed man. He's like, I'm using my power. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse to use my powers. Cause, yeah, because he's like a fireman. He's like, I don't, don't use my powers. I like put out fires. Yeah, I yeah. don't create them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and the wife and the he the clown brother visits the wife, and they basically start like having an affair. Mm. The wife ends up cheating on him with so his dumb, own brother, and then when the other, when the firefighter brother finds out about this, he just goes <laughs> round in a circle on his lawnmower, just <laughs> round hours. and round and round. You see, the like house. night, no day, night, and yeah. then day again. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just on he's his like, little he's, lawnmower, he's really limp on it as well. Yeah. He's like, looks like he's, he a, looks he's like a dead body on this lawnmower. Yeah. Like, that's a fitting response to finding out your wife fucked your, your brother. brother. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I, I liked it. Yeah. Like conceptually, I quite liked it. Yeah, and then and then after that, him and the brother just have another fight. But yeah. this time they're under the house, and I think they blow up the whole house, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they get sent to prison. Yeah, and he's like. It, again, it's a kind of good scene. They're all sitting in prison and they're trying to like, r- like sort out their, all their issues they're with each other. Yeah. each other the responsibility and yeah. decide whose fault it is. Yeah, yeah. and then the, the guy, the guy who's the firefighter, who's just so annoyed, just goes and turns on and goes, "Fuck all of you! Like, I don't <laughs> care! Like, fuck you!" <laughs> yeah, and then and then there's another fight. At the end, there's like a final fight between yeah. the two brothers, and the evil brother gets like destroyed or beaten and then the firefighter and the wife end up living happily ever after even though she had like an affair does he destroy him i thought he gave him a hug and then they oh, became yeah. happy together they, they give him a hug or they they know they beat him in a fight yeah he beats yeah. Him. Yeah, he uses his powers at one point yeah beats him and he's like oh i'll never you know i'll never stop and then he gives him a hug and he's like oh do you want to come do this with me and he's oh, like right. yeah yeah and it's then they go weird. off and it's isn't that weird. how it ends i can't remember that is how it ends. <laughs> I, I, it was, it ends with them resolving their brotherly issues. I That's know, how they all yeah. end. Mm. And I'm like, how can you forgive your wife after that? That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, it is you, weird. You know, and that, but that's it. Like there are, there's a lot of Vince Gilligan. I think Vince Gilligan obviously got cheated on and yeah. has spent his entire career trying to feel good about it <laughs> really? by writing hero stories of <laughs> men who get cheated on but still maintain their dignity afterwards. Yeah, yeah. If he's listening, maybe he should write in and tell us. Like, Vincey, yeah, let us know. Because yeah, why the napalm was is pretty unique. But uh, but uh, you know that weird like kind of love plot thing, and the wife is a bit is a bit odd. It doesn't quite, it's it doesn't quite I think it's very farcy. Mm. Like, and there's a lot of slapstick in there as well, which yeah. kind of like it's a real differentiation between like how kind of serious the conversation is and then you know like they're just like throwing fire at each other it just i don't know it melted my brain a bit yeah no I, I got a bit yeah. melty as well i think it's because like both the elements on their own aren't actually that bad like the yeah. sequences around cheating are quite good and the sequences of the pyrokinesis are quite good as well both of those parts sort of Max are good but when they come together they don't quite gel together it's not quite tying it's all it, it all up together into mm. one 
thing. Ma- Max uh, was just watching it and going, I want to remake this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'd love to remake so it. Then, then we move on to Home Fries, which is definitely my favourite one out of the three. <laughs> this is the order I watch them in as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you did the chrono- chronological yeah. order as well. Like Home Fries... Home Fries, I really liked, to be honest. I thought it was very good. I really you liked, liked it Drew Barrymore, so... You don't I'm like bi- Drew No, Barrymore. I said I really liked oh, her. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was great in it. She so. was great. And, yeah, very funny. The, She's cute, isn't she? The plot mm. is the most whack one. It's like the yeah. most whack plot. Mm. And it's that's very I really wacky. Liked it. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. And also, it's it's done away with, like, the pyrokinesis. I think, like, the superhero stuff yeah. is a bit awkward, actually, in a way. Because yeah. he borrows too much from, like, comic book superhero tropes, I think. Yeah, so um, but this one, he doesn't have that, and that's mm. quite good. Home Fries is, like, every character is, like, a massive, like, weirdo like they're like <laughs> really un- like they're really a horrible person but like they're really funny as well yeah so basically this uh, this guy who's married and has like he's married and he has like two sons but they're not his sons they're like his stepsons has an affair with a younger girl who works in a burger restaurant and he gets her pregnant and the movie opens with him going over to her and being like oh like I'm told my wife like we can be together and she's like nah it's Drew Barrymore and she's like nah go away he goes away and then the two stepsons like um, appear in this chopper because they're like military soldiers <laughs> and they're like they're just coming in and they just like they pretend to shoot him but he has a heart attack yeah he has he a heart dies. so they're just trying to scare him yeah but but because but they forget that he has a heart condition and he, and he dies there and then and again the sequence is cool and it cuts to him just like sitting there like pale and sweating and dead <laughs> it's like, and he's then there's police right. officers are like, taking pictures of him yeah I thought he was just in shock I was like no yeah. he's still so alive. did I yeah. yeah and then they're like nah he's dead yeah <laughs> And, uh, what a way to go! And then these two, these two sons who are the military soldiers, they will do anything for their mum. Like they have a really funny and weird relationship with their mother. Yeah, it's very Edipal. So yeah. good. Yeah, she's so good. And she's the one that's she performs them it about. really well. And she, she yeah. gets a monologue as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, so I'm like, oh wow, Vince Gilligan. He loves putting in these weird monologues. I can't remember what it's about though. Um, and these two sons, one of them is a psychopath and one of them is a little. But his own Wilson's brother is a little bit more feeling. A little well, bit more he, I don't know if he's definitely a psychopath, but yeah. he's 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 much more deranged. And he's kind of he's very very he's like they both they both have this like a pseudo-sexual relationship with their mother a little mm. bit where she's sort of like stroking their heads and be like I love you son you're the best you know classic yeah. um, and then he's like I'll do anything for you mother I'll do <laughs> yeah. anything for you yeah um, and they they want to they want to get rid of the woman sorry. who's pregnant with the baby um, yeah. well the mum wants the woman who's pregnant he wants the girl who she got cheated on with yeah. to die yeah essentially yeah, so harrowing and then <laughs> Owen Wilson's brother the nicer brother because obviously it's two brothers again yeah it's two <laughs> brothers again and in Fidelity again. again. <laughs> uh, the 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 nicer brother uh, falls in love with Drew Barrymore unknowingly. He I'm doesn't not know knowing that, that his she's, stepfather, yeah, he, she's pregnant with his stepfather's child. No, he knows. He no, knows. not he finds out. Later, he finds, he finds out. out. Yeah. I thought he knew because he went to work there. He went to work there. In order there. to, like, stake out the He went to work the there sick. because she heard on the radio the chopper thing. Yeah, she but... She heard them killing... Wait, so he doesn't... He through doesn't the whole know at the start. At the start, yeah. Because yeah, the mo- oh. you remember that... He only finds out... When he finds the pictures, isn't it? It's when she goes to the funeral he finds out. That's right, yeah. Oh, see, I've watched it in a different way and I thought... 
he'd like lied about it the whole time. No. He's like, tell me about your no, that's illegitimate why, child's that's why, husband. That's why it's weird that like when he te- when Drew Barrymore finds out, Drew Barrymore's like really fucked mm. off with him. I was like, to be fair, like he didn't know for that long. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was being a bit unreasonable. Yeah. Anyway, so it's it's really weird. It's a lot. It's like really really weird. But I enjoyed it just simply for the acting. Um, and there's just like the plot really, is the, this plot is it's more a great concise. comedy yeah. and there's loads of scenes in it that are really like Breaking Bad especially mm. like when a gunman breaks into the burger restaurant oh, I was yeah, like I that, that is so like Breaking Bad to me yeah uh, but let's let's move on to Hancock because I think I've said mm. everything I need to say personally do you have anything else to say about Home Fries um no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's really wacky. I think like I, I didn't like love it, love it. I didn't really like it. I thought it was good, but again, I, you know, it, it, it almost just like, it, it, it's weird because it's like he's weird and wacky to some extent, but he, he does retain a t- type of Hollywood glitz to him as well, mm. a type of conventionality mm. that I think is at odds with the type of stories he's actually trying to tell, yeah. in a way. Um, despite that, though, this one this one's really fun and wacky, and like I think I think as well because the characters are all slightly unlikable and slightly dumb as well. You you're not as invested. It's not inviting mm. you to get invested personally. Whereas in the other one, it's like you're cheating on me, and I'm really upset about that. But the characters are already. <laughs> acting like doofy so I was yeah. like I couldn't really feel that much yeah, yeah. whereas this one that wasn't as much of a problem uh, yeah and when he gets he gets with Drew Barrymore at the end obviously which is also a bit weird but I'm like I'm I'm for it yeah, yeah. they're a prenatal class was like the, oh, most, yeah! the most erotic thing I've ever <laughs> seen very, in a film yeah Drew so Barrymore's got a big belly and she invites <laughs> Owen Wilson's brother to go to a prenatal yes, course so and, like and it's like all sexy belly. and it's like that's their first date and how they fall in love he's like rubbing her belly and it's his stepson and he doesn't no, and it's <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So then Hancock. I mean, most people have seen Hancock. What having watched the Vince these those two Vince Gilligan movies, it did recontextualize yeah. it a little bit yeah. for me because like I think when you take Hancock on your own, like you're like that's weird. Yeah, but like it framed against all of Vince Gilligan's films, like well, it's, it's par for the tame, course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know if you'd say it's tame. Yeah, because be it just becomes a love story. That's yeah. the whole thing. Because mm. it's like the whole oh he's a drunk superhero, blah blah blah, and it's like pretty With conventional but it's pretty enjoyable yeah and then when we find out that the guy that jason bateman's wife is also a superhero mm. then that's when it becomes like fully whack vince gilligan like love story like we can't be together because every time we're together like people try we and hurt us we become again. mortal and now you've got and then you've got patrick bateman getting <laughs> cucked by yeah. will smith yeah, yeah. <laughs> and charlie's throne is just like all over will smith yeah. <laughs> and patrick bateman's like i love her i love her <laughs> don't leave me and like he has to go and she's like no Will Smith should have had an evil brother I yeah. think in the original draft that was probably an evil <laughs> this script was orig- Hancock was originally written in 1996 not really? by Vince Gilligan but by a Vietnamese writer Vietnamese called, called Vincent Ngo yeah and, and then Vince Gilligan edited the script sometime afterwards I'm not okay. sure when so it's a 90s script that's been made for the North and I think you, can, you tell. can tell yeah oh, you can smell sense, that though. on it yeah Ooh. Sam called it as well from the get go yeah. he was like I swear this was written in the nine in the 90s and 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 yeah you and and it and so because of that it has a lot of those types of hang-ups from the 90s yeah. it's like it's the is how superheroes were were seen from the 90s yeah. like and Nineties saw superheroes in a really odd way, like compared to. There's a really funny scene where they just do Batman Arkham Asylum. (laughs) Like all the guys are there, there with guns, and they're like, "What was the noise? Split up! (laughs) Split up!" (laughs) And then like they get taken one by one (laughs) in the exact same way. But yeah, I think Hancock is fun. I think 
if you watch those other two movies, it will make a whole lot of sense. But I, I, I recommend it as a trilogy, just as like an interesting yeah. experience. Yeah. I like wouldn't recommend you watch any of these isolated in yeah. a way. <laughs> uh, you got to get into the Gilligan mindset yeah. to really be able to appreciate them. Overall, um, I think it's made us quite excited for Vince Gilligan's career back in yeah film. because like El Camino and like Breaking Bad and shit like that like compared to his other stuff that is like so tame comparatively yeah. and I wonder if it's like a matter of time before Viz Gilligan goes like hardcore whack yeah, again yeah. and does something really out out there some sort of incest brother is it, yeah something two with brothers, two brothers and some sort of adultery yeah, yeah because like you know he didn't he didn't fit in a brother relationship in Hancock but he does imply a, a sister relationship at one point because Charlie Theron goes we're, we're, we're brother and sister and it's like really half baked <laughs> yeah. I feel like Vince Gilligan just put that in yeah. because he just likes yeah. having those I'm gonna have some sort of sibling yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're just uh, brother and sister and he's like no we're not and he's like we are and then Charlie Theron's like we are we are <laughs> it's really unconvincing yeah yeah. well it was like ones they're like different in some ways one's yeah it's they're, they're gods they're gods yeah. and yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb yeah. like by the time you, Charlie Theron is revealed to have superpowers like her entire character changes she's for some reason out of nowhere she starts dressing in black leather and sexy high boots um, and like she's being all like how dare you like super dramatic mm. and like and it just becomes like it's like it, it wasn't like le like didn't build up to it there was I know, nothing it was out of the, nowhere yeah, completely and that's left why I liked field. it <laughs> I, I was watching Hancock going I really like this and then when it ended I went that was shit <laughs> that was so bad it's just because the ending sucks I can't even remember it's it. like Hancock is dying and he's like and then he run. he like, gets really far away he's like I've got to run away so she can live so she and can she's like ah screaming on the hospital bed no like, she's dead she's dead that's yeah, right and like, he brings her back yeah. to life and he's like runs away and so like, we're destined to always be apart but and it's like so awkward Hancock yeah. sign in the air like Batman uh, no, no but he does fucking just fucking Jason Bateman's like brand oh yeah he puts it on <laughs> the moon he puts yeah. it on the fucking moon and, <laughs> and then like the last line is like am I gonna get in trouble for this like <laughs> my logo's on the moon and that's, such a weird ending and that's it it's like, and Jason Bateman is like back with Charlie Theron it's like all, all happy things like and it's just like I don't buy it. Like Jason Bateman spent like like a whole hour and a half getting cut. <laughs> like, why are you being so cool with Charlie yeah. Theron now? You, she's like, you know, superpower. She lied well. to you for years. Yeah, yeah. Like, how is this working? And she's been making you open jars for her for the last however many years. Yeah, what a bitch. I like that though. I like that. That was such a Vince Gilligan moment. Like that little bit of writing True. there to have like the like. Oh, it's a little little subtle thing in there. I don't know. I like all the kitchen sink elements of Vince Gilligan's stuff and I think that's why Breaking Bad is such a successful show because it is just those little scenes in kitchens with a husband and wife like and they're keeping secrets and you know mm. what the secret is but the other person doesn't know that is like what Vince Gilligan's like all about and I think that's why Breaking Bad is successful and because it's also whack so we're gonna listen to Emma's poem now yeah, yeah. <laughs> or monologue monologue poem it's actually a rap <laughs> <laughs> You just did such a great rap. <laughs> Jen's not going to live that down now. Bless her. She'll love that, though. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Soft sounds patter of dusty conversations behind me, neon slides through my consciousness pores. Warm glow through the rain-stained panes, three bin bags, two black, one pink bin juice. Stench pervades my mind, perverts my nasal cavity. Sickly sweet home, fresh skin, warm linen. Keep it light, jump on the lorry and just fucking steal everything. Lonely? Not alone, just lonely. 
two paths cross, the options are abundantly clear. Red light. Mm -mm. Should have made the decision sooner. Green now, never mind. Skirting pavement too close. Branches smack the glass. Gyrations rattle my limp limbs. Familiar smell throws me back in time. 16. KFC chicken in my braces, picking up my teeth with my tongue behind a closed mouth unsightly. Refractions through the droplets obstruct my view. Not much of a view, mind. What a lovely dog. If I had scissors, I'd cut that lead and snatch the thing without a second thought. Worth the consequences. Prison. One room. Skyline. One bench. No shoes. Damp fluorescent light interrupting my train of thought. Breath. Breathe. Hot breath. Cigarette stain left forefinger. Must stop, but when? Strings of houses tied together with one long white fence, bare trees. Chill creeps up the arm closest to the window, hug my bag tighter. Tension radiates through my muscles in my back, warm. Soft, low rumbles overhead, 2212 train from Lewisham. Fuck knows, who takes a singular wheel? Didn't they want the whole bike and why only take the front one? Chill returns, swerving traffic, close call, best kebab. Open, stale breath. Rainwater pours from the foliage above, coating the glass in a liquid film, pours. Two nights on the sofa, red. Another on the floor, tight skin, yellow over knuckle, sea of garnet dissipates into an empty street. Warm glow of the big yellow M, filet of fish. No, large fries in bread, Hellman's mayo, it has to be. Money's tight, fuck it, filet of fish, large fries, cheesy bites, extra cheese. Fog fills the innards of this dank, doomed bus two stops keys cold in the palm grip tight one stop joints groaning as i reach for the bell ah, it's already stopping easy no cheesy bites 58 waiting warm dry air i can see my fillet ungloved hand on the brioche bun gentle pat on the bread fast food Sirens pull me from the serenity of a mouthful of hot fries. Green man, hop the puddle, three drains, miss the third. One for luck, two for a fuck, Haley Hyde, year nine. Shadow stalks me from behind. Another puddle, numb nose, bitter cold trapes downhill. Dull thud of cheap shoe on concrete, fumble for keys, drop receipt. Not important. I'm all I hate in this world. Well, an exaggeration. Eight steps, metal on metal, cool pool of light from the crevice under the door. He's home. Again. Ugh. That was really nice, man. That was great. Yeah, was I really like that one. Uh, that one, uh, a bit more distinct, it distinguishes itself against the other two in a way because the mm. other ones feel much more, uh, you know, uh, sort of monologue based, and this one's much more poetic. Uh, mm. What's the what was the different uh, what was the difference in the writing process for this one compared to the other ones? So this one was real time. So uh, I was on a bus. I was on. This is actually called Top Deck. Top this Deck. One. Top Deck. I like that. <laughs> That's good, yeah. Thanks. Um, so I was sitting on the top deck of a bus, um, right at the front, and I could kind of, I had this like panoramic view of things outside, and it was pissing it down with rain, and so I was just like plucking things that I could see and writing them down. And then I read sort of like the four, first sort of four lines back to myself, and I was like, this kind of rhymes a bit. <laughs> I think that's how any work kind yeah, of comes yeah, about. You're yeah. like, mm, that kind of rhymes. Let's make it all rhyme. Um, so yeah, the, I struggle with rhyme, as you can tell. Um, but yeah, like it's definitely something that rhymes in the way that it's read. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it was my journey from uni actually. Mm. So on the two six three, <laughs> going from Holloway to my place, um, and I even like do a little stop in Mackey's and then get a little fillet walk back home with it like 
so fucking weird. <laughs> I like the way that um, the the imagery with food, like specifically, mm. like kind of that junk food kind of like chicken like kind of thing mm. like i like the way that that's described uh in a way that's like it's very familiar to me but it's also like kind of it, it gives you that kind of melancholy feeling of it's, yeah. it's slightly wa- warm and nourishing but it's mm-hmm. also like you know it's like been made in some sort of factory yeah like, i know like to simulate that in your teeth and in your braces mm-hmm. and like that that like kind of it gives you a bit of a sour note on it and i like that a lot yeah so what what do you think uh if what do you find in terms of the the form and content of what you write um how much does sort of an environment impact that because all of these sound like seem like they were written and sort of your starting point was sort of locations being in a place yeah um what what's the writing process like when you're no when you're not in a location and you're actually sort of you're in, in your nowhere room? You're yeah in, you're in, you're in an anti-world yeah. like kind of white space what do you write no when, when you're in your room though and you're closed yeah. off from that outer world like oh god how does that does is there a different process than when you're in a space yeah i mean with this one in particular like it's very heavy on the descriptive kind of elements and obviously like i don't usually write this kind of stuff like i write for theater mainly so i don't ever put in like heavy description you know it's more kind of like a gentle expo and then like more dialogue based things um so yeah these are like the first collection of monologues that i've written so it is really different in that sense like it's a completely different style to my usual work but like when I'm writing things for theatre I don't I don't focus so heavily on the environment because I do believe that like if you're going to write something for a director to take like you don't you know like you shouldn't really have lenience over what they produce with it um and that's part of like the joy I think of writing in a sense um with this it's so heavy on the description it's really kind of like nourishing like i feel like when i'm reading this i'm being fed little Mm. morsels of description which makes (laughs) me feel like i'm really like encapsulated by the world that i've created um well not really the world that's a bit of a an overstatement but no but it definitely it definitely takes me to these places uh and like sam was talking about the idea the way you describe fast food as being really articulate but i think that's applicable to a lot of these texts and that's one of its strengths is that it's very transporting you Mm. you've got these little fractured moments of noticing really really good details that really bring you to those sort of spaces because i think you should you should go round and perform these you know <laughs> no, I think you no. should I think you should perform <laughs> them no, on Sam, stage no. because they're really good and I think with Max is breaking eggs last last yeah, week yeah that was very and, nice and with your pieces I think we can definitely we've got like a good body of work to, to come <laughs> to up to a poetry to... reading <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like we should rock up a poetry reading and then we've got like you know we'll see, we should definitely have a yeah. have a crack at it we'll, because we'll, I think we'll people we'll would really like it. it honestly and I think that's the best way to sort of progress and in terms of now that you've sort of written so many of these mm-hmm. um, and you know you've edited them when you perform them you'll be able to see like what works best and what doesn't work and I think in terms of uh, improving um, you've already I think you've already like you've already like smashed it in terms of the writing skill and your performance and I think to take it to the next level um, perform in front perform, of people perform yeah <laughs> I think people would really like it though I think oh, I've been out of the game popular. for a while this I was quite nervous to Trying come to and read back. these because I haven't you, I haven't read game. in ages I'm illiterate now so <laughs> I haven't read in a long time yeah well you've just drawn little pictures that's yeah. what you've those are yes. symbols aren't they yeah. yeah they are it's all hieroglyphics yes um, but yeah no I mean why not? 
Yeah. Why the devil? Well, I'm sure our listeners will very much appreciate you coming on yeah. and reading some Thank of you your for pieces. Me, yeah, if you have if you have words of encouragement for Emma or bits of feedback for her, send them in and we can we can give them to her. Uh, let us know what you thought of this episode of the podcast. Don't um, forget to send in haikus for that sweet, sweet, sweet. free t-shirt. <laughs> and also, uh, next week, obviously, Dinosaur Expert. If you've got dinosaur-related questions, anything like that, or dinosaur film statements about dinosaurs, also send them it's our way. It's going to be research for our next big full cast piece. Which will uh, be about, we've decided it's going to be about dinosaur people. Next week people. as well, I'm going to be writing a monologue myself. Yeah, <gasps> Sam's going to be bringing his own piece of text in. Lots of great stuff coming yeah. in, coming your way. Thank you for tuning in. Make Thank sure you so much for em- rate to us Emma. On Apple. Yes, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Fuck you, man. Sorry. Just <laughs> Thank me. So Rate us on Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Rate us on Apple. <laughs> Rate us on Spotify. Uh, and but no, thank yeah, you very much, Emma. That it was a real great. pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Yes. Cool. Bye. And we'll catch you again later. See ya. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.